Thank you for downloading this episode of Discussing Documentaries. Today, we will be talking about making a murderer eight. But we won't, because that's on the bloody Patreon, and that's all I want to talk about. Because making the murderer eight is where the shit gets fucking real. But no, Rick's got some rules, and I'm a follower of rules. So I'm bound by my own control system. So we're going to talk about Bob Ross. Happy accidents, betrayal, and greed. It was a me pick, and I'm thinking at the end of this, I might have my privileges revoked <laughs> for a few weeks. Um, it's from the I'm year. Gonna, t- I'm gonna, I'm gonna punch this pile at this one and give it to the <laughs> Patreon picks because they'll do the right fucking thing, man. <laughs> what, what did you think was going to happen in this one? <laughs> but the weird thing is, I know nothing about Bob Ross, right? Mm. And I was in America uh, about three years ago, and. He was everywhere. His products were everywhere. And I'm like, oh, this guy must be massive. And then for some reason, he keeps popping up, like on Family Guy and everything. I'm like, oh, fuck. And when this popped up, it was number one in the States for, for ages. And Flick Connections, who I watch on YouTube, who says, oh, you should watch this. It's some really good shit. He was raving about it. So I was like, well, let's just jump on the bandwagon. Talk about something we've never seen before. I got basically I got caught, caught up in the hype. Hey, I've got no no problem yeah. with it, and uh, if you're one of our very loyal listeners that listen to it on a, on a Wednesday, this is Matt is on the edge right now because we are recording this Wednesday <laughs> twelve evening, hours five o'clock, and he is not happy. This didn't come out at seven in the morning, so if you've stuck with us through this twelve hour delay plus whatever it takes me to edit, that's right, I'm editing it. That's why it sounds a lot worse than what you're used to on the pampered main feed. <laughs> I'm I'm gigging tonight. But here's the weird thing. Where's your that... gig? Why am I working through the evening? <laughs> yeah. which, which six fucking people are you talking to that means my <laughs> evening is ruined? I am gigging tonight in a pub in Gravesend called The Grapes. I, I, I stand corrected. <laughs> I stand corrected. I apologize. If, if you could find me those six people, um, I would happily in perform in front of them. Wait, I've, listen, I've... when the when the trumpet and fox asks you to do five minutes, you answer the fucking call, <laughs> Matt. That's what you do. This is sure business. The, the weird thing is, like, if I got offered a gig now in, in Gravesend in so-and-so, and it, because it's normally like two months away, isn't it? You'd be like, yeah, I, yeah I'll do that. And it's only on the day you start thinking to yourself, why, why did I say that? I'm, I'm pulling double shifts in the temp office. I've got a podcast to do. We're just about to go away on tour for three or four days. What? What? Am I, why did I do that? That's insane. The last, the last person to offer me for a gig, I text back, how did you get this number? <laughs> <laughs> no speaky English. Soz. <laughs> But the, here's the weird thing how you've rubbed off on me. So I was thinking about this on the on the commute back. Um, I would normally, because the other week when the football was on, do you remember I was freaking out and I stayed up till like three in the morning to edit that thing and get one out? And you were like, yeah, just, oh, just yeah, put it out yeah. late. Just chill the fuck out. And I'm like, no, Rick, it goes out at 7, 11 a.m. every Wednesday. I've never missed the deadline yet. Whereas yesterday you were like, yeah, we got to record. I'm like, yeah, we did tomorrow. You'll be all right. So I don't know what's changed. I've taken a, a step closer to let's just get a bit more relaxed about this. Right. And I still love the podcast, but it would appear I've become Douglas Adams. I love deadlines. I like the sound they make as they whoosh past. You're all right there, Matt. It seems like you're having a little moment with yourself as opposed to a chat on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I need to convince myself with the Douglas Adams. My shit. my three friends in Australia didn't get to listen to this. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. It's that evening thing. And the people who texted me about it, it's just it's really uplifting, isn't it? Where people text you and go, Hey, where's your podcast? 
Like, oh, thanks. That's so uplifting. Like, oh, thanks. Thanks very much. This is this is where Matt learns the trick of negging. He's, he's now going to play hard to get with our listeners. Go, huh, might put it on Wednesday. Might be Friday. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's going out on Wednesday. You promised me it was Wednesday. Hey, I said I will edit it today. If I if I if I finish editing it on a Wednesday, it will be done. <laughs> well, I shall be in the grapes and Gravesend, so just let me know. Um, phone up the grapes. Ask for me. We're um, cool, Matt. We're cool. I'm not going to interrupt we'll your big right. brick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here next week. I could have made it, Rick. If if you hadn't have phoned at that moment, you you tramped all over the dad joke. You you ruined it. My whole set went down the toilet. Why don't you just leave your house, go to the nearest bus stop, and just for five minutes tell them the jokes you would have told, <laughs> and you'll have a longer set and a more receptive audience because they've got nowhere else to rather be. And you're not hanging around a night bus place in Leytonstone, is that what you're saying? <laughs> Are you busting in? You're not driving. No, I'm driving it. I'm to saying say. to you, that's the when you did that gig and you ended up in Leighton Stone and you're like, oh, fuck, I might as well have just, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So went up went up to Sutton Coalfield, <laughs> got to Leighton Stone across rush hour, I lift up the Sutton Coalfield. The driver, who's someone whose name's probably been edited out of more podcasts than <laughs> anyone else we've done, dropped me off. It just decided he wasn't dropping me on the traditional London open mic spot where you could get night buses at the very least. Uh, it dropped me off in Leightonstone, and then I had to get a night bus, and there was four people, the same amount that was at the gig at the bus stop. <laughs> yeah, I, I may as well have just told them that. Anyway, I shall let you know how the grapes went. Um, anyway. no, I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> you I'm know cool. exactly how it's going. You've been in this business a while. You know exactly how it's going to go. And then the weird thing is, on Saturday, what is it, 190 people we're in front of? Yeah, that's one of the yeah. biggest gigs so far. Pandemic's over, baby. Is that sad, is it? Oh, well, anyway, this is this is not evergreen yeah. content. What is evergreen content is purely defined by Bob Ross. Look at the format of that show, Matt. He, says, he sits up, he does the same thing each time. People enjoy the way he sounds, they tune back in. Yeah. Fucking hell, who would have thought of a format like that? <laughs> is it you, Rick? Is it you? Right, let's just do the bit before. So... It's from the year 2021. The provider is Netflix, and that's finally Netflix in the UK, if you are in the UK. Uh, the director is Joshua Rofi, or Roff. Uh, the Money, Too Soon. The Accolades, Too Soon, but it's not British, so uh, obviously it's not going to win any Emmys. And having watched it, I predict there will be no awards. Uh, and here's the blurb. Bob Ross brought joy to millions as the world's most famous art instructor, but a battle for his business empire cast a shadow over his happy trees. Now I know nothing of Bob Ross apart from he just keeps popping up in weird places. He, he's more of a. He, he but, seems to me an American version of whatever generation of say university students or college students yes. that age, where you kind of have some little bit of money yeah. to have fun and freedom, and you kind of around the house during the day, and you kind of lift up a TV daytime TV persona. For me, it was Tony Hart or Ralph Harris. Ralph Harris, uh, yeah. David Dickinson was kind of lifted up into right. prime time yeah, yeah. from being like a character. Yes, um, he's like that. But like most people in America that make it, they also have um, talent. Yeah, and he is Bob Ross is incredibly talented. So what he would do for half an hour, his TV show, uh, and he's a real brief. He's a breathy talker, isn't he? He's a Hey, I'm uh, Bob Ross, and uh, hey. He, he's, he's t- he talks softer than that, and I'll get to that in a second uh, in terms of his presentation. But, but sorry, just the show, just to finish that off. And what he would do is, in the half-hour show that was broadcast on public access TV, he would basically paint a landscape and teach people how to paint a landscape. And the language he uses was so inspirational. Hey, it's your painting. You're in control. You're the dictator of the next half an hour. You get on there and paint what you like. You've got freedom for the only time today. You just get on there and paint, guy. He he was basically, before it existed, he was a meme. He was one of those inspirational memes. He was a living meme. Here's uh, a prediction. I, I don't know if it's a prediction or not, but I think even this documentary has already inspired a lot more people to start, start painting. I hope so, right? Yeah. And it, it's inspired me to want to watch Bob Ross. That's because it, it looks so relaxing to listen to him with these 
what I can only call sexual innuendos as he paints. That oh, yeah, he just... Doing, which... Slap it on and slap it on hard. That's what you want to do. Yeah, there is a lot of that, which will come into the market and yeah, yeah. the show. But I think it's um, it's going to have a similar knock-on effect that the Queen's Gambit did for chess. Wow. Because, uh, as an example, my dad watched it, uh, told me not to do this one because we'll definitely get sued, as he says with every show. No, he he's, he might be right on this. He one. might we be might right on this, one. on this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a fair chance yeah. on that one. Um, so there's a couple of Patreon tiers about to be added for any nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Rick Don't just had to, to say this about the fucking Kowalskis. Um, Don't let me go to prison. I'd be currency. He's a hell of a pain to me, Dad. But I don't see the calmness coming forth from him. That that happens with Bob Ross. I Hang just on, imagine your dad's him. a painter. Yeah, my dad's got like oh, that's he's beautiful. when when he's into something, he's fucking brilliant at it. The problem is, he's only into three things. The apple has not fallen far from the tree, Richard. <laughs> we are very similar people. We just don't have any of those three things that intersect. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, what I, what I didn't realize is he's also restarted listening to the the podcast now. He mentioned to me the other day, and uh, he went, "Son, I've got an idea." And he handed me an Empire magazine. Do you know the A number one? Love it. I, I had every single copy of every Empire magazine ever released until it crushed my uh, my goose and I had to get rid of them out of anger. You had a goose? I, yeah, I had a, um, a plaster cast goose. Plaster cast, Jesus. You know how yeah. many people had their hearts in their mouths there? Like the duck yeah. from Friends is just crippled by the uh, fucking Donnie Darko edition of Empire <laughs> magazine. Yeah. No, my ex is still laughing about it because she said, you just got to get rid of the magazines. They're going to hurt someone. I went there, all right, and I left a load of them on the side. And my 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 goose was there that my dad had Your paper goose. Board. Your paper goose got. Yeah, and it was smashed yeah. into smithereens. I'm gutted, man. I love that goose. Well, anyway, he says, here's yeah. what you need to do, son. You need to advertise in this magazine. I'm like, we can't afford to do that. Uh, that's that's the in the top five magazines on the planet. <laughs> is it still going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to quote Ivan Reitman in Ghostbusters, but print is dead, surely. Well, the, the, the thing is, not everyone's had their paper goose smashed by them in OCD. <laughs> and what, what, what it would be the word? Is it um, like collectors? Like, it's people they they have to have a whole collection of something. There is like a yeah. A, I was one of them. A, yeah. Oh, I, I'm aware, Matt. I'm <laughs> fully aware. I thought you'd know the word for it. It's stupid. Is the word I'm. I'm I think we're going to settle on. OCD is what I think it'll yeah, go along with. A fool in his money, Rick. A fool in his money. What is very clever about this one, I think, was the trailer. I think the trailer was pretty clever. Yeah, it was a, it was a Cecil Hotel trailer, wasn't it? It lures you in. Yeah, but it was done differently where it was kind of like, uh, we can't show you the trailer because we will be sued. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Which, whether or not that's true or false, that is enticing enough that I knew we would actually do this one at some point. Yeah, I guess so. What I liked about him is what I like on most people. He's got great hair. Joe, you know, I really hope by the time we recorded this one, you would have the ginger throw back. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I thought you would have grew it out and there's a pallet in the back <laughs> of an easel. You're looking at reasons to fall out and go and fucking paint and live your best life. <laughs> The thing is, if I uh, if I let my hair grow, uh, it that's effectively what it it kind of goes a bit like that. Yeah, yeah, I'd love it, that. It goes very froey. Um, and you're right. What you said about his paintings—they're stunning, aren't they? Yeah, they are absolutely incredible. And yeah. the speed in which he does it, and yeah. the fact he's like teaching you just the technique to do it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it was. It was really really cool. And th- I love the way it started. Because it really hooked you in, and it's not dissimilar to the trailer. Because it was his son, Steve Ross. Um, he was smoking a fag, and he went, "I wanted to get this story out for years." And I'm like, "Here we go. This is going to be awesome." And it, it, for me, it just—I don't know. Maybe I just wasn't. I just the didn't thing con- is, I didn't you connect to it. Are currently being waterboarded or drip fed <laughs> or fucking water tortured with. The best documentary of the last 10 years, for my mind, which is the first season of Making a Murderer. And then you're like, 
And this guy just wanted to paint. It's just like, <laughs> there better be fucking bodies in that. There better be a RAV4 in that basement if you want me. My ears are prick up, but even like even the, um, like the, ed- the not the edit, but the way you introduce someone to the yeah. first time they're on camera, it's always thought out or character exposition-y. And the first, when you first meet Steve Ross, and before he says anything, he's lighting a Lambert and Butler. You're like, <laughs> yeah, he's... He's not having a happy life, is he? <laughs> no one's sorry, can you talk about your life? One second, mate. Alright, I just need to be taken down a notch. Do you mind if we do this outside so I can have a fuck? <laughs> I, I forget where we found this out the other day, so I'm just gonna bring this in because it, it still when I heard this, it it still blows me away. So the style of painting that Bob Ross did is called a la prima. And to give you an idea, if you don't know the Bob, Bob Ross style, it's uh, it's similar to the Impressionists. And then they showed that painting from Ferris Bueller's Day Off and Family Guy, where they go into the actual, the dot of the painting. It's it's just absolute. And I've seen the, the real version of that in, where was it? It was in, I think it was New York. And, uh, or Chicago, is it in Chicago? Anyway, um yeah, and then it just, and then I got down the rabbit hole of, well, why hasn't Rick seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off? And I forget whether that was a Patreon episode or not, but I think it, you need to watch that film. It's one of the greatest films of my generation. No, I think you watched it at a time where you were getting laid more and had more optimism, so it's kind of hooked into a better feeling you have. No, I was fourteen. It took at least okay. it took at least another four to six years. All right, okay, so I've, I've misfired on that one. But there's, like, movies like what when I was, like, 16, 17, and by no means am I living a life of Riley, but a, a movie that all my friends hooked into would be old school, and we could quote it backwards and forwards, yeah, and okay. then we yeah, watched, yeah. rewatched it and rewatched it. And you'd watch it now, and you'd be like, it's good, it, it, it's good, but um, I wouldn't, you know, okay. son... The time has come. You have to watch Will Farrell <laughs> run naked through the park gymnasium because he's drunk. I'm gonna watch. Um, I'm gonna watch Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and I'll let you know if it stood the, the test of time. I saw Suicide Squad the other day. That was good. The first one or the second New one? New one. Yeah, I liked that man. I really liked it because it's quite dark. I thought that was Idris's new one, like best one yet for Idris Elba, best performance. Have you seen him in Luther? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's. Uh, I think he's from Ilford. I wasn't a huge fan of him in Luther. Oh really? Yeah, he just no. He wasn't for me. It didn't suit him as a oh, person okay. for me. I mean, it's a great show, and by no means was it a bad performance. But Idris Elba's a fucking mountain of a man, and just to have him like as a crumpled heap oh, of a detective didn't was a disconnect for me. And is that because you're because you're a fan of him? Is it was he in The Wire? Yeah, the why is what you got found in. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? He's got all that talent because he is a very good actor, and he had to go to the states to be able to work. Had right, he was be... good enough to get to the states, is the way I would have seen that. Like, no, apparently he couldn't get work over here. He really struggled. There's very little yeah. to do. I mean, if Idris Elba was on Corrie, Jesus, what? But the world has been cheated out of possible, <laughs> possibly one of the best actors in the last ten. That 15. would be great, wouldn't it? If he's running the laundrette in EastEnders. <laughs> Anyway, back to Bob Ross. Uh, and it's a very simple story, right? Bob Ross is a painter. Someone meets him called Annette Kowalski, and she says... Absolutely nothing wrong is what Annette Kowalski... Whatever she does yeah. is above board and absolutely fine by me. Because <laughs> I've got problems with how this documentary... I started thinking about this. It's really bothered me. Because Annette Kowalski met him... They became business partners and effectively she became effectively his promoter, right? And and she created the image of well actually she she got the job opportunities. She got Bob Ross into the grapes in Gravesend. That's what Annette did, right? And from that, that became a TV show and you know, and it spawned on to he he's covered in like, you know, hundred odd countries and all of that. Well But it, it took Annette it took Annette and her husband to do it, so I don't get why they're, they're getting all the stick. Backtrack just a little bit there, because I knew, and I put as much filler in the first 20 minutes as I could before we come to this fucking chat. Like, so, Bob Ross, he was in the Air Force, loved painting, great at painting. Loved it. 
And then he saw a guy, um, what's he called? Bill Alexander. Bill Alexander. And now the thing is with Bill Alexander is amazing painter and he could do it super quick. He could do a landscape in 30 minutes. Yeah. And that was a huge deal. And he did a video. Problem is he's very abrasive and dislikable yes. while he's doing it. He's jumping around. And Bob Ross then goes, well, it's largely female audiences, so I'm going to uh, whisper and talk slowly. Yeah. So he made that conscious decision within the marketing of that. He's got the distinct hairstyle. And then also they package it as, and when it came out, you just had the the book, The Joy of Sex, The Joy of Cooking coming out. Yeah. And then you have, like, as you said, all these weird innuendos. Just stroke it there. Just lovely. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're in your house now and you let me be in your living room, just know that you're better off without him, Kathy. You just, just look at me with my top button undone. Just, just a calm, mild-mannered man that treat you right. And you'd live that life you always deserved. I can't believe I'm getting a little bit turned on here. Um, it, it's so <laughs> funny. It is like... Good job we're explicit on iTunes, Rick. <laughs> I am I am trying my best to figure out a way. Because it has... Oh, sorry. So one of the things they do, they're going to make a promotional video. The Kowalskis and Bob yes. Ross are going to make a promotional video. And then the TV channel guy, the guy who owns the studio went, what that guy does is amazing. We should make a series of that. Yes. Which is how good he is, and that's a good decision, yeah. do you know what I mean? There is no money into it. There's, it's it's a rinse and repeat format. Yes. Do an episode content. every week. Evergreen yeah. content. And Annette Kowalski, her other half, her husband, was Walter. retired from the CIA, right? Um, Walter. And so Walter and Annette put Bob up, because obviously he ain't got no dough, and Bob's got his wife... And the four of them are all living in the same house. And they're just... Basically, the, the business model back then was he goes and teaches painting classes and then he sells paint afterwards. That's how they made the money. That's what it yep. was. And until he got on the TV show, that's how he was making a living. And he was bloody happy with it, right? Because, as you said, he just wanted to paint. Yeah, but they were also... Um, so it was firstly about the classes get them along to the classes and then as they started to make money they wanted to go into the paints and this is yeah. when corporate interest met artistic integrity there was mm. a lot of uh, arguments about the quality didn't want to put his name or likeness to anything he yeah. didn't didn't want on and Walter Kowalski since he was ex-CIA would record the phone calls apparently allegedly straight away which is hilarious they're in the same house and he's just yeah. <laughs> Sorry, say that again, Bob. I didn't hit the record on time. And it was a humble beginning, right? They said, you know, it wasn't economically sustainable what he was doing. And I was like, well, it's the same as stand-up, isn't it, then? But I bet Bob Ross never had to play the grapes in, in Gravesend. He never got to, Matt. He never got to, yeah. all right? Oh, you have. You... Once you've said you'll do it, you got to do it. Oh, no. This is why I'm not booking gigs up home. I don't have a different... I, I'll need a different email address from the last time I've emailed them going, I oh, sorry, I got a date tonight. No. Why? Oh, because life's too fucking short. That's why. <laughs> yeah. right. No, I know I love it when I'm there. Plus, who doesn't like Gravesend? I mean, the, it's the end of the Graves. What, what's not to... Oh, why didn't you like? open with that tonight, Mike? That'll, be, that'll make the journey <laughs> worth fucking while. Has anyone ever mentioned that this town sounds fucking miserable? <laughs> The best thing I think that happened to Gravesend was, it, do you remember the Sweeney film with um, Ray Winston? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the car chase in that, in the caravan park at the end. That was in Gravesend. All oh, right. My dog's from Gravesend. That's where we got him. There you go. The second best thing then is Ray Winston, because your dog is fucking awesome. Um, he, he never he never seemed to want to go back. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> never seemed to want to go back. Later on, you'll mention the grapes and I'll be there. His towel will start. It was stop wagging. He'll go, fucking hell. I imagine um, you walk down the street and all you can hear is barking on every side of the road. <laughs> I, now I know why he's reactive. If he's from Gravesend, that makes complete sense. So one of the quotes he says, and I, this is a this is a Matt Wills is about to jump headfirst into a new endeavor. Is, Talent is a pursued interest. So anyway, I'm just going to draw a Mona Lisa there. Bap, 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 bap. And that's as easy as that. Forget about him, Karen. You're better than him, Karen. (laughs) 
lay it on thick. <laughs> and it's just like having a warm bath with a hot cup of cocoa. You made the right decisions in your life. Um, and what they said, which I, I, I love that talent is a pursued interest, because that, that gives me hope. Uh, but what was said about Bob was the Bob you see on TV, that's pretty darn close to his real attitude. So it, <laughs> you know, it was WYSIWYG. So, there, was uh, a, there was a bit in the middle where it's like, Bob likes some bad bitches. And... <laughs> <laughs> um, there was a his um, his director on the TV show. She was lovely, and she said, "Oh, Bob was honorary. He was so honorary. He'd tell us honorary jokes before taping." I'm like, "What the fuck does honorary mean?" Honorary I meant to look is it angry. Up. You've you've misused the context. Honorary is like an angry asshole. Really? So tetchy, pissy, yeah. Oh well, that's yeah, that's how she described him. The jokes yeah. he would tell. I've never heard of honorary. Unless I'm mishearing it. We've got people that listen to us that are smarter than us. Uh, I'm sure. I would say all of them, Rick. <laughs> honorary. It's bad tempered. Yeah. Well, I, I doff my cap to you, sir. Well done. Anyway, but that did, that you didn't get that impression from Bob Ross. All right. I thought it was baldy. I thought it was like um, rude and stuff. But no, okay. Bad tempered jokes. I gotta do this painting in thirty fucking minutes, you twat. <laughs> Imagine the time they just put the fucking music, they put the music over the top of them doing the trees like these fucking bushes, you twat. A mistake is a happy accident. <laughs> That's not a leg. <laughs> and uh, Bob was allegedly uh, getting his leg over with a net, Kowalski. And then there were some fellow painters who we meet called the Jenkins. Oh, the Jenkins. They're sitting there, this husband and wife. And he's trying to say about all the naughty stuff that goes on on paint exhibitions. And his wife's like, no, no, just don't, don't talk about that, Stephen. Just come on, keep on. Shut up. She was so embarrassed by her husband trying to dish the dirt. She's like, no, we're better than that. We're painters. We're artists. Come on. There's a rule. If if you're wearing a cowboy hat on TV as yourself, you are going to forgive sexual infidelity within three minutes of talking. <laughs> <laughs> Thumb ring cowboy hat. Yeah, he's done some bad shit at these art expos. I like what Bob said when he said that, yeah, look, there was one woman I spoke to the other week. I taught her her first painting lesson, aged 93, and then the next year she had her own art show. Do you know what made me think of that? That made me think of Matt Wills' fictitious... What's a Patreon chats in the chip shop? <laughs> oh, never take a, off. a geezer oh, comes up to me and says, so for £5 a month I can get access to the extra feed. And I says, you can, mate. Anyway, we're talking about making a murderer this week. Man, episode eight, you got to watch it. And he, he basically admitted his affair uh, to his wife. And this is his second wife by now. Um and he summed up in one episode, he said, I'd like to thank a lot of special people who helped me get here. I'd like to thank my wife. It it takes a special lady to live with a crazy man like me. Oh. Does it, Bob? Or, or two, because you were living with your wife <laughs> and with Annette and with her husband. Yeah, and this, I enjoyed that because I didn't see it that way. I, was, I saw that as like some kind of creepy apology. Which by no means within this documentary is Bob Ross the villain. But it's just like, he's like drawing this like masterpiece that he can do with his eyes closed. He's like, and I'd like to take this time to say, I'm sorry, Janet. It meant nothing to me. (laughs) (laughs) How many times must a man apologize? I don't know. He's a nice little bush in the corner there. (laughs) And well, and then he gets hit by uh, it. It's because it's sort of bobbing along. You don't know where the documentary is going at all. And at least even halfway through, you're like, well, what are you trying to tell me? And then they go, oh, and then sadly his wife died of cancer. And you're like, oh, no, well, that's 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 sad. And he lost one of his voting rights because effectively they were a business of the two, uh, the two Kowalskis and the, the two Rosses. And when she died, he, he only became. So he was always getting outvoted on the business over any, everything. Oh, just and his one life second. Started spiraling out of control. Is the way I, I took just it. just before that his wife died. So the kids living with him there. They're in the house with the Kowalskis. So his wife, the kid, the two Kowalskis, and Steve, the 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 son, 
says, I was walking along the hallway and Annette Kowalski's on the toilet with the door open. <laughs> I forgot. Smoke, this. Smoking one cigarette and had two cigarettes <laughs> in, lit in the ashtray waiting. <laughs> Turned to him and said, you're the only, only one that loves me, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> That was sad, man. We've all had nights like that. And um, then, there got what I wouldn't give to be able to smoke indoors. Then, <laughs> that's what you took from that. His wife passes, and the next episode, I since it showed you a little bit of him being a flirt on the road, and then it showed you footage of these women and the women that are coming up to him and like grabbing his chest and and flirting with him and things. They're all. You ever seen Goodfellas where it's just like, these women all look beat up and their dresses don't look so good. And it, it's it's the mob wives <laughs> of Goodfellas um, are coming on to them. And it's like, and uh, that's just going to, nice little lake of uh, Missouri there. And I'd just like to say over the weekend, I, I actually lost my wife. So Big Bob's back on the market. If you can send some letters <laughs> into 555. Yeah. <laughs> He was heartbroken, man. That fucking the footage, him. the footage of Jane and Annette together was just how weird is that? That's right? just a woman trap. That was in the times where you didn't get divorced or you didn't feel yes. like she must have felt because yeah. you can't, you could never build the trust back after that shit. Do you know what I mean? Like, but it also if you've pumped allegedly, your, allegedly, allegedly, Annette, allegedly, don't be. A, also, don't forget this, right? If she has invested her entire career. It, to become his career, if she walks away, she has fucking nothing. How does she survive? How does she feed her children? How does she, how does she do anything? If she's invested her entire life into him, she's screwed. You sound like data on the Enterprise going, but Captain, that means surely she must go along with the abuse, otherwise she might be cold in November. <laughs> But there isn't an she's trapped. She has absolutely no choice. She is she's trapped. And again, th- Bob Ross is is like particularly in this is not a, the asshole of this he's documentary. Not, he's this not is... a bad even though he cheated on his wife, he is not a bad guy. You you cannot help but fall in love with Bob Ross. He he's one of those guys, right? You just absolutely you fall in love with him. He is, he's lovely, and he's one of those characters, which is why he pops up within, you know, cult cult references. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? He's yeah. got the big the big perm, he's got the soft voice, he's got the distinctive yeah. talent, and you know what you get from him. So he is like a staple of a time. Basically, he gets diagnosed with non Hodgkin's lymphoma. And his mate said, I think he got it from the paint thinners. Now, yeah. My dad was a a painter, right? Um and he's just about to turn 76 and he loved a bit of thinners and he hasn't got non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Case closed. He, I, I think when he chats people up, he tells people, like when he chats women up, he's like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a paint, I was a painter. They're like, oh, that's amazing. He didn't. He was a panel beater. He sprayed cars. That's what he did. But on, on my birth certificate, it says occupation of father, painter. Thought, oh. <laughs> Even then, everyone can big themselves up, right? Everybody. I didn't even know you had to answer that. Oh, God. Imagine that. Am I honest on my child's birth certificate and get myself into tax trouble? Or do I say I'm a bum? <laughs> <laughs> I'm an artist, darling. Uh, I've left a line that says freelance, trying to kind of work it out at the minute. You know, it's some stuff going on. I do a podcast. It's, com- it's complicated. <laughs> Just just put your web address there. There you go. Just go visit this website. It's all Why explained. do you take your mum's name? Look what it says on occupation of father. <laughs> yeah. Um, and effectively, what the Kowalskis did to, to Bob after his wife has, has died and the fact that he's got cancer, basically, they, they Britney spears him, right? Yeah, pretty much. There's yeah. arguments every day over the likeness and, and they want, you know, because the, the, he is now the face of painting. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And he's selling a lot of paints, right? So they've they've branded the good paints with his brand on them and his face, and yeah, and they're releasing tons of stuff. And they've they've set up is uh, it BRI, wasn't it? Bob Ross Inc. Operated. Yeah, yeah, um, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Yeah. Um, 
And he's got a great silhouettable look, which not everyone yes. has. And I think yes. that's remarkably integral to this guy's success. It's it's very fucking distinct is yeah. how he looks. Um, Do you remember the Hair Bear Bunch? Is that? It rings a bell. Is that yogurts? No, they were. It was a cartoon from the seventies, um, right? And they had uh, Bob Ross hair, basically, which is effectively it's sideshow Mel's hair, isn't it? Yep. Yeah yeah. 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 And to protect his business interests and stop the Kowalskis and Bob Ross Inc. taking his name, he tries to put some things in place. So, and he marries a nurse just before he dies. Oh, spoiler! Uh, Bob Ross dies. In Which the I've, I've, mid to late 90s, like 96 yeah. or 99. That seems weird. But the Kowalskis, right? They they didn't even show up for his funeral. They didn't tell anyone about his funeral. No, because that would destroy the brand. If everyone still thinks he's alive, and his TV shows, you know, you know, playing in hundreds of countries, it's... It, yeah, it's not as if uh, his luck changed with the time, so you could just replay yeah. it to other ones. And, Absolutely. Um, so what they did is one of the, one of the things is so Bob Ross always says I'm a bushes and mountains guy, trees and bushes guy. You yeah. want to draw flowers, go see the Jenkins. Yes. And and they then the Jenkins are signed to an art company called Weber. They had their own design of brushes to do a particular yeah. type of line. And then they basically Amazon them. Yes, yeah, yeah, what's well yeah, yeah. They they took everything they did allegedly, released their own book called The Joy of painting flowers and it was word for word the same as the book the jenkins and had re- yeah. released and also like even and this is annette herself she's now painting the flowers yeah. the picture of annette is in the same chair that's the jenkins lady is in in the yeah. fr- it's, it's that similar they plagiarized the shit out of it alleg- allegedly and there was the badger hair brush they couldn't make anymore but then the kowalskis could make the badger hair brush yeah. apparently yeah and they got the paint company to stop working with the Jenkins, you know, when, when, and they've been working together for 15 years. But listen, it's what were the Jenkins in? They were in show business. And what is that? That is a bums on seats business, Rick. It's all about the money. But listen, if the whole thing is about how they, they screwed over Bob Ross's son and other family, he didn't have much family, but by taking his image and owning his image and stopping anyone else using it, right? Allegedly. Now, that's the American way and the British way. That's called capitalism. You've got something. You don't want anyone else to have it, right? So you keep them out the way as much as you can. It's that's, it's not a nice business, but that's what people do. And listen, Bob Ross is not the first. Or, there's millions of people being screwed over right now. They're not having a documentary made about them because, you know, they haven't got a great hair, hairdo and they can't paint. It's If he wasn't on TV, no one would know about him getting screwed over. That's what I'm saying. No one did know about him being screwed over, hence the documentary. This is 20 years later. And it's still going. Bob Ross Inc. is still is pulling in millions. And yeah, they, what they did after he died is they then reached out to Europe and they got the Dutch dude on there Yeah, who's got the glasses of an art curator. <laughs> yes, yeah. And his I son's su- getting nothing, right? His son is piss poor teaching. And his son was on the TV show with him as well. And he would always big up his um, son, wouldn't he? And he said he didn't paint so well when his son was on there, so his son's paintings would look better to, to give his you son know, a bit of a leg up. And he's like, yo, my son is the mountains guy. There's no one who does mountains as well as my son. Like, and then oh, on his deathbed, he go, do you know I didn't draw as well just so you would look better? <laughs> <laughs> You'll never You're... do a bush like me, you little <laughs> shit. <laughs> and I thought your ears would pick up because uh, they depose. Yeah, I boy. did have. They've got a deposition. That was yeah. that was a little bit sad to see. On the Bob Ross side of things, though, the Dutch guy said he went into the factory and they just literally have a print of a guy forging Bob Ross' signature. Yeah. And that devalues every Bob Ross painting, right? Yeah, it's interesting. I listen to a podcast, and when they talk about dark shit that had happened, they come out with happy facts to counteract the dark fact. Okay. So one of the happy facts they had was um, Bob Ross never made a penny out of his paintings. He um, he just gave them all away, and I think 
now I've watched this documentary, I don't think that was his choice because the Kowalskis came for everything. On Bob Ross's like line yeah. on his deathbed, they came and gave his son forms to sign and went, oh, it's so we can have a memorial made for him. He went, no, this says you've got all rights to his name and likeness. Yeah. And then they started yelling at his son and walked off. Like, yeah. I don't know how you... Like, in, in, in that scenario, I don't know how you stay calm and how you don't smash that woman's face in. Allegedly. But people do shit right like that, right? Yeah, my sister got you, fucked over by our family. That's, it happens constantly. It fucking hurts. It really hurts. And I think these documentaries could shine a light because it's it's um, a sort of thing the other day that says if a penalty for a crime is a fine, then that is only a crime for the lower classes. Yes. <laughs> Which I think is an excellent point. And then since these people have so much money, they went, you have to sue them because they're about to sue you and it's cheaper for you to do that. Yeah. So to even have a say, you needed 90 grand Yeah. to, to go into court. And then they lost and had to appeal and it would have been another 90,000. So just yeah. the weight of all that. And you've seen throughout many of these documentaries how much you need a good lawyer to do shit because he yes. wanted to set up his own patent company. It yeah. turned out that his uncle, um, when he they were initially sued by the Kowalskis, yeah, signed right. over the deeds. Well, they found some paperwork that said Bob actually owned, did own his image and he signed everything over to his son and his half-brother Jimmy. And it turns out Jimmy had years before sold the rights to the Kowalskis. Yeah, 51% to 49 because he was the older one and more mature. And then the yeah. minute he's put under duress, they went, if you sign this, this court case goes away. Which again, is a practice. Is I yeah. know it's the way thing is, but the idea is... Oh, it's disgraceful. People aren't aware it's the way it is until it's very late in the game, yeah. until you're being fucked by it. So the idea that, you know, reform could somehow be made or the idea to propose change mm. is the point of this. It's not like, I, I know you have the opinion, well, everyone does it so, and I want to be on, you know, making money at some point. It's more kind of, oh, this is how it works. Can we learn the grassroots of how these things come into place so we can start to affect these fucking changes? Some say you're a dreamer, but you're not the only one. Um, Uncle Jimmy declined to be interviewed because he was scared of being sued. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of yeah. them said that. And weirdly enough, Bob recorded the conversations with the Kowalskis, right, which he'd learned from, you know, Walter Kowalski, who did it at the uh, CIA. And then the Kowalskis went around and fucking nicked the tapes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tip, uh, Bob had been recording them the whole time as well. He's got nothing. Steve the Sun has got nothing. I would have loved to have heard those tapes. Uh, Annette, you're being a complete bitch right now. Can you leave? <laughs> I'm just going to put this phone down over here. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to slap it to you. Uh, you are fucking me and my family over. Everything he does only takes 29 minutes. That's that's the thing with Bob Ross. That's Yeah. Well, Bob Ross has now replaced the Rolf Harris hole in my heart because I just fell in love with him. Uh, that's, you know, I was thinking our our similarity would be rolf harris which is a very yeah. different human being yeah can you can you can you tell what it is yet <laughs> <laughs> bet you don't really know what i'm drawing and then the kowalskis of course deny everything oh well there's nothing nothing to see here allegedly they pump up the classes so i think even the jenkinses then have to go they get ditched by their publisher their yeah. everybody the Jenkins are dropped they get fucked over so they end up working within the instructors for the brs brs Thing, or BRI, have friends yeah, yeah. that work yeah. for that the instructor company and there was a contract you sign on day one that says you can only use their stuff yeah. um and if you ever have a bad thought about the company it becomes like a many little scientology because someone yeah. complained and then the yeah, next yeah. day someone from corporate came and went uh hi yeah i'd like you to take your things and get the fuck out immediately within 10 minutes yeah. please don't look at anyone get out get out get out yeah. Even in painting classes, people are turning <laughs> on each other to get in a slight fucking advantage. They, they, what? They what a yeah, what a bunch of fucking pricks, man. Because they had um, in the painting class, you know, they had a suggestion box where people were grassing up, going. Janet said very nasty things about the Bob Ross in Incorporated Corporation. Oh, did you, Janet? Can we have a word, please? Janet's never fucking seen again. It was awful, man. Just and but of course the Kowalskis deny everything, and Steve Ross received nothing from the million of dollars a year that Bob Ross generate. 
And it was a nice doc, right? I, I like, I kind of liked it, but I think it should have been like a Bob Ross show, and it should have finished in under thirty minutes. I, I, the, the sad thing. This is the, the, the. I mean, don't get me wrong. The deposition in which you're showing the contract that Steve's uncle signed, and you watching real, uh, what's that? And he's like, ah, fuck, he's. He balls us up 10 years ago. This is like a multi-million pound fucking business. It's just deservedly he deserves a piece of. And I don't know what contract was written on a napkin that since his missus died, then it's now two to one on votes. That is disgusting. Yeah. They did the, 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 but what I do also think is as much as everyone says these Kowalskis are going to sue everyone, I think they are going to see such a surge in sales. (laughs) <laughs> I be because it's put Bob Ross to the forefront of fucking everything again. Of like it, it was number one on Netflix, right? So yeah, I, I truly believe they are going to make a fortune out of this, either either out of paying sales or just rip more money out of the Jenkins yeah. assholes for selling them for even looking at them, suing them for looking at them wrong. And also that those programs he made, they can run them all over again. All over the world as well. I All remember over watching, the planet, yeah. I watched a, a documentary about uh, who wants to be a millionaire. Oh, yeah, Endemol. Uh, not Endemol. Um, you know who owns, you know who had a share in that company, don't you? Who's that? Jasper Carrot. Did he have a share in that, did he? Smart yeah. as fuck that. F- third. A third? Yeah. A third. He was a third I love the idea that of that. He, it was Golden Balls he decided to host, not who wants to be a millionaire. Yeah, but who wants to be a millionaire? Tarrant might have. If it wasn't Tarrant, do you think it would have taken off? Mm, I think the premise was good enough. Like It did well in America and it didn't yeah, have yeah. it. It had Regis. Regis was mint on it. Right, okay. Is that Regis and Kathy Lee? Yeah, Re- who, uh, Regis Fulman. Yeah. Who pops um, up in this. Yeah, yeah, he's the yeah. chat show king. Um, yeah. Or daytime TV show. Yeah. It's great in How I Met Your Mother. If you've ever seen that as well, he's hilarious. No, I've never seen it. They've got a thing that he's actually got superhuman strength and he's right. <laughs> and he just keeps on ripping off sinks and stuff like that. It's really funny. But the the documentary was kind of like this format then got sold to 144 countries. Yeah. And then the money that generates. Same as The Office. Yeah. The Office is fucking yes. global. So everyone always just, it's almost like... Um, Western narcissism that you think it's only England and America that has the TV, but who wants to be a millionaire fucking India? Yeah, and fucking absolutely. Back? Yeah, yeah. And that one format is fucking genius. It honestly yeah. is. Did you ever see the footage of the American dude who gets to the 500,000 question? Is that where he... Um... He rings his dad. Yeah, he goes, uh, I'm actually going to ring my dad. And it's just like, who played in Keeping Up Appearances? Not keeping up, like uh, moving on up or or, or Regis. Like Charles like, in charge or whatever, yeah, yeah. Wh- whichever American sitcom. Uh, he says, uh, hey, Dad, um, just to let you know, I don't need, to, I know the answer to the question. I just want to call you and say I'm going to win the million because it's B. <laughs> you know, it, is. it is B. And it's one of the most wonderful moments you've ever seen. That cockiness. I've got the call. I may as well use it because tomorrow it? it will cost me $10 to phone him. I'll get these people to pay for that phone call. And you've got the dude coughing in, in in the UK as the thing, but yeah, it was just it was just a brilliant premise, and the the idea from that is fucking. And again, it's the, the rinse and repeat. So I it think is it, rinse and re- yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah. So go on, let's um, let's score it up. I'm giving this a three. It falls behind on the fact that we're watching some mint documentaries right now, and there's not a point I can pick yeah. to it. Um, I think it highlights, you know the darkness of fucking business meeting artistic interests about as well as it can. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But on on the same grounds, it's been... Didn't have Andrew Colburn guessing what a fucking registration plate was. When they depose him, I'm watching it, and I'm like, this is no making a murderer, is it? This just didn't... And I think, yeah, maybe you're right. You know, I'm... It's like I've been sleeping with a supermodel and now I've had to go back to my missus. You're like, oh... I mean, she's great, but she's no supermodel, is she? <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, you want to make those comments, Matt, when you're doing the editing with five minutes. Yeah. That's, that's when you want to make comments like that. I couldn't think of another analogy. Um, it's like, we've got Paolo De Cani out, but now we don't. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Does that work? <laughs> is that your cock, mate? Um, I, I'm going to give this a two. I was a just, two. I don't know. I just, 
Yeah. I almost didn't... want to because I liked Bob Ross, but this I is a document about Ross. how he was fucked. Yeah. And I will genuinely watch the Bob Ross show. And on, on top of that, I was speaking to one of our Patreon fans and she was saying, yeah, she watches, she watched that with her dad. She used to watch the Bob Ross show. I was like, oh man, that's beautiful. So, um, yeah, I'm going to watch it just to, you know, I think it's going to be my mindful TV. Just to help I'm going relax. to try and get it so that we can sell off or, or, or give away some Raymond Wharton paintings to some of our patrons. <laughs> Good. And if we sell some of his paintings, he can help uh, pay for our co- upcoming court costs. God, I'll be honest. I have the feeling he would be difficult to work with. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just have an inkling. I love him to death, but. The tree hasn't fallen far from the apple. Is that what you're saying? If if we get uh, served papers of uh, and he gets brought in to be deposed because we've mentioned him on the same podcast that we've done. Oh, mate, that would be funny. No, it wouldn't. That would be such a drive to court. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, because he'd have to drive you to yeah, court. Yeah, yeah, I'd get a lift, otherwise <laughs> I wouldn't go. Uh, what were I going to say? So uh, coming up soon, we've got some that Patreon. That was a five in total. Let's just finish that off. That was a five. And yeah, it, I, I'm not saying don't watch it. I'm just saying, I think, yeah. It, it's not it going right. to blow, it blow like, your mind away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, what's coming up, Rick? Uh, there is a one coming out in a few weeks about dissociative personality disorder and a guy going through court to get off some heinous crimes for having multiple personalities. Oh, wow. I'm going to do that. I watched one the other day that we're not going to do, which was Who Am I? Because it's basically two twins. One can't remember his past, and he's badgering his brother to tell him his past, and then at the end, he finally tells him his past, and it turns out his parents let him get abused, and he's like, oh. Well, do you oh, think okay. it was something good? <laughs> that's, yeah. that's the whole documentary. It's really sad. Yeah, you can't remember for a reason. That's your brain yeah. protecting you. And uh, there's a couple of cool Patreon picks coming up as well. And oh, yeah, sweet. Okay. That, that's pretty much it. So uh, whenever this drops, which should be tonight or tomorrow, given Wednesday, uh, we we fully apologize on behalf of Matt fucking up the timeline on this. <laughs> um, Actually, this one genuinely was my fault as well. I uh, Yeah, we had a window yesterday. We had a window earlier today and I got sucked into temporary office work stuff but on on behalf of discussing documentaries we 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 apologize yeah uh i'll see you basically later. 9-11 was better to watch than the bob ross documentary <laughs> wow and on that bombshell right i'll see you later